Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast is all about marriage, the essential union between man and woman. My goal is to help young men find a girlfriend and build a marriage worth having. I do that alongside the Sunday series of the Purpose Podcast, where I try to help men find and fulfill their purpose. Uh, today, we've got a quick little One Flesh episode. Not going to be much, but it is going to be. Um, baby update. Everything is going well. Uh, we've got a an appointment later today. Nursery and stuff's all set up. Uh, not today. Later this week. Nursery and all that's getting set up. Now we're just kind of getting into the uh, into the waiting phase of uh, waiting on the baby to come. So hopefully we don't have to be. Uh, hopefully there's nothing that you know goes wrong. But uh, hopefully we just wait until the day and shows up. So that's kind of what we're thinking. Nothing is indicated otherwise. So. I've uh, been pretty blessed. So uh, today really kind of struggled with uh, what to talk about. Um, you know, when you do these solo all the time, <laughs> you run out of things to talk about. Um, so uh, one thing that, hmm, well, now I just had another thought. I don't know if I'm going to pursue it or not, but uh, it does make me very happy to see other people get married. Uh, we actually had friends. I don't know. It's not my business to tell, so I won't mention their name specifically, but uh, we had some friends get engaged and we're going to an engagement party with them. And, uh, I'm really excited for that guys. It, it really is cool to watch people, uh, get married and come together as, uh, as one flesh, um, in the engagement, uh, you should celebrate the engagement. I think it's a, uh, it's good to celebrate, uh, making the decision to get married. Um, and then make sure that the, uh, the focus is on, on the promise that y'all are about to make. Um, when you do get engaged for anybody, not just, you know, the two people that are getting engaged that probably won't hear this, but, um, make sure the, the focus is on the promise, uh, that you're making these, these people aren't really having a, a big wedding or anything like that, but a lot of other different people will have large weddings and the engagement is all spent on, you know, trying to make sure that the wedding, the actual event goes well. And, uh, that's definitely something that happened with us. There was a lot of focus on the event and the party and, and things like that. Uh, and, and I've said this before, I kind of stumbled into, stumbled into the right, uh, frame of mind for, uh, focusing on the promise that, that we had made. We, you know, lived together early, which I don't think is a good thing to do. Said that about a thousand times. Um, and probably the focus of our wedding was a little bit off. It was, it was more the party and, uh, making sure that everything was good and pretty and all that stuff. Um, really, guys, when y'all are going to get married, make sure that you're focusing on on the actual promise and the covenant that you're that you're making. I think it it's a lot more intentional, um, and it doesn't just pass by. You know, I think a lot of guys end up in this space to where they're married and they don't really realize it until <laughs> until they're married and maybe two or three years in the marriage they actually realize kind of what it means to be married. I truly do. I think a lot of guys get it, but don't I think a lot of guys just see it as the next step in the relationship and don't actually stop to even think about what it is. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong there, but, uh, either way, congrats to the people that we know that are getting engaged and I think they are doing it, doing it right. I think it's a good decision. And uh, I think they are very focused on, on their next phase of life and, and what it's going to look like. And, uh, I hope that Everybody else approaches it with that same 
with that same mindset, um, if you do go to get married, uh, I don't know many people, I guess I do have a couple people that are probably going to get married here pretty soon. seems like everybody is having children right now. Um, I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's this way for everybody else, but because of, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's this way with everybody else, but because I was like a grade ahead of where my age technically should be. Um, and I've always had friends that are older than me, two or three grades older than me anyway. I always got along with, with older kids for some reason, but um, it seems like I've got close friends on like every age spectrum from like, I would say every age spectrum, you know, from like 35 down to, you know, I don't know if I know any 19 year olds anymore, but um, related to some 19 year olds, but uh, down to like the younger 20s, even younger than me, you know, my age. Um, so it seems like everybody's either having, like everybody's having a kid right now, like since we're having a kid, especially, it just seems like everybody else is having a child. Um, but then there's probably going to be a season over the next couple of years with some other friends that I've got where everybody's going to be getting married and I really enjoy it. So, um, it, it means a lot, uh, to, to see other men get married. It makes me feel good. So anyway, um, moving on to the topic of the day. Uh, I just got, I didn't have this book for a long time. Um, it's probably the, the book that I've given away the most because it's one of my favorite books, uh, leadership strategy and tactics by Jocko Willink. I've talked about it a lot. Uh, we've been going through discipline equals freedom by Jocko Willink. It's kind of a motto motivation type of book. Um, you know, read it before bed and, and think about uh, the ways that you're going to get after it the next day. Uh, leadership strategy and tactics is still a shorter book, uh, short kind of to the point. Uh, it's still what Jocko considers a field manual. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's more tactical. It's more giving you the actual tools and preparing your mindset to, to, uh, enact leadership. Whereas the discipline equals freedom is more of a, a motivation mindset type of type of book. Um, uh, well, let me put it this way. Discipline equals freedom is more of a mindset type of book. Uh, leadership strategy and tactics is more of a tools book, very tool based, um, leadership strategy and tactics. So, uh, what I wanted to do, and this is the extended edition, by the way, if I've given you, uh, if I've given you leadership strategy and tactics, uh, in the past, that's probably the basic edition. They didn't come out with the extended edition until recently. Uh, so the page numbers might be off if you go to look for this. So Anyway, um, I wanted to read through a short little passage of this and talk about how I use it in my marriage. I think a lot of people, um, I've said this about a thousand times, but uh, a lot of people don't read some of these leadership books uh, the way that they read them. They read them in only the sense of like a team, like a team sport or their business or their work, whatever it might be. Uh, my favorite thing to do is to read these in the context of friendship and marriage. Uh, it, it's, it's not a hack. I hate the word like, Oh, best marriage hack ever. But, um, I guess that's what you can call it is don't, don't, if you, if, if you want your marriage to get better, especially as a man and as a leader, um, I think, I think it applies for women as well, but, uh, don't wait around for like just some marriage book. Like there are plenty of marriage books that I'm sure are great. Uh, plenty of marriage things like uh what are they seminars whatever it might be there's there's a church thing going on 
about marriage. I'm sure those things are, are fantastic. I have, I have no doubt that those things will work well. Uh, but marriage as a man is leadership. It's what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, now there's a lot of love in there and you should love your wife, but um, that's leadership in the kind of relationship that you're, that you're in. You know, it's like if you're a, a manager at a company, uh, you should, you should care about your employees, um, physical well-being. Uh, you know, like that's, that's a given and it's something that's not put into a lot of, le- of leadership books, but it's something that you should care about that. Not only because they're your employee, but because, you know, you need to have people to work. So you should care about their physical well-being. And a lot of leadership books miss that. The love is kind of the same way with your wife. Like you should love your wife. It's something that's you're called upon as a leader to do. Um, it may not be in these leadership books, the actual love, but as far as tactically getting through disagreements with your wife and setting up a household and the way that you're supposed to lead that household, grab a leadership book. Now, again, there's this debate um, that, you know, the ultimate leadership book is is in the Bible. And, and yeah, I get, I get that. And there's probably a lot of Christian religious leadership, you know, marriage books that, that talk about how to resolve conflict and, and whatnot. I'm telling you right now, you want to make sure that these people are not just insane. Don't go grab, don't go grab some self-help guru um, and, and read his trash book about, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this is a bad book. I've never read it, but the one that comes to mind is like Atomic Habits. Like I've never read that. It would probably help you out a lot, but don't go buy the most basic self-help book and read it uh, and try to apply it to your marriage because a lot of that stuff is, is cannon fodder anyway. Like it's just, it's just nonsense. Uh, but when you get something like, you know, Jocko Willing's leadership strategy and tactics, um, let me, who else, um, man, I can't really think of anybody else that I, uh, like, I, I wholly trust on the level of like relationships, Jordan Peterson, um, a lot of, he's not a Christian, doesn't seem like, I don't know. Um, I've fought that battle before where I thought he was, but I was just kind of ignorant. I think, um, you know, 12 rules for life is really good. Um, I'm about to read the five dysfunctions of a team. Um, hoping that that one will be really good. I'm trying to think of any other leadership books that I've read. I know there's been a few. Um, I know there's been a few, but they're just not coming to my brain at the moment. But anyway, um, look for advice outside of the marriage because I promise that it's there and that it will help you, especially this book that I'm holding right here. I can't say enough about it. Um, you're, as a man and as a husband, you're a leader use this in your marriage. Anyway, I'll move on. So this is don't overreact, uh, by Jocko Willink or well, so sorry, leadership strategy and tactics, uh, field manual, extended edition, Jocko Willink, don't overreact, uh, 114. There are times when people will say and do things that make no sense. There are times when things will not go the way you want. When this happens, good leaders remain level headed. Don't get agitated. Keep your emotions in check. Take measured account of the situation. Keep your opinions to yourself as you analyze logically what is actually happening. Remember that anything you might say at the moment is based on incomplete and likely inaccurate information. Allow for the situation to unfold and for a more solid picture to appear before you speak up. This is not to say that there aren't some times when a quick decision needs to be made, but even in those cases, a pause must be taken to ensure you know what is really happening. Even in a gunfight, after the shooting starts, you have to further assess what is happening. If you are being shot from the north, you obviously need your team to begin returning returning fire to the north. 
but you can't immediately commit your forces to maneuvering on the enemy to the north. You have to estimate the size of the enemy force. If they appear to be small, perhaps you can attack and take them out. But if they are large, you might want to order your forces to break contact and leave the area. Once you have approximated the size of the enemy force, you have to assess their terrain and calculate if it makes uh, if it makes sense to maneuver to the north. If there is nothing but open terrain with no cover and concealment, an attack on even a small enemy force might be futile. But if there is some terrain allowing movement toward the enemy, perhaps an attack is the right decision. Finally, you have to decide whether or not this is actually the main force of the enemy. Are these enemy to the north the main thrust of the enemy force? What a weird sentence. Are these enemy to the north the main thrust of the enemy effort? Good lord. Okay. Uh, or are they just meant to distract you while a larger, more substantial force prepares to crush you crush you from another area? Okay, since I butchered that, what he's saying there is, is the enemy to the north their main element, or is there somebody also about to ambush you from the south? Sorry. From another area. Those are some things that must be considered. They must be considered quickly, but they must be considered fully and carefully to ensure a decision is the right decision. In the business world, the same type of assessment needs to be done when anything goes wrong. If you hear an employee talking with a competitor and possibly leaving your ranks, there is no reason to fly off the handle. Instead, remain calm and dig for more information. If you are told that a project is significantly off track, don't start yelling and screaming. (laughs) Instead, calmly determine what is causing the problem and what support is needed to get the project back on track. There is no reason to overreact. Overreaction is always bad. Not only does it lead to poor decision, but it also makes you look bad as a leader. People don't like it when leaders overreact. It means the leader is not in control and might make irrational snap decisions. So take a step back, detach from your emotional reaction, find out what is really going on, and then make them and then make calm, logical decisions based on the reality of the situation. So I'm going to walk through a little bit. Yes, I want to talk about the subject of not overreacting in marriage, but I want to walk through a little bit how my brain reads this in a marriage sense. So, you know, he says there are times when people will say and do things that make no sense. If you're married, you know, (laughs) if you're married to a woman at the very least, uh, that's a joke, but there are times when, when people will say and do things that make no sense. Yes. Your wife will say and do things that make no sense. Okay. Now you could be, you know, have a left brain, right brain situation going on there, but men and women are different. I'm here to tell you. Uh, Men and women are not the same. You cannot be a man or a woman uh, when you just, sorry, uh, the book is coming apart on me. Um, You can't just decide to be a man or a woman because men and women are different. Men and women have, men and women have differences. People are different. Okay. Uh, Being a man or a woman affects your personality in certain ways. And your personality is wholly different than a lot of other people that you're going to associate with, especially with your husband and your, and your wife. They are different people. They are different genders, different sexes, um, trying to become one, hopefully, but they are different. So they will say and do things that make no sense. Okay. Truest statement. Truest statement. There are times when people will say and do things that make no sense. Your wife will say and do things that make no sense. Doesn't mean she's always wrong just because it doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, there are times when things will not go the way you want. Correct. Um, Tell me that doesn't apply to marriage. When this happens, good leaders remain level-headed. Don't get agitated. Keep your emotions in check. Take a measured count of the situation. Keep your opinions to yourself as you analyze logically what is happening. 
Okay, what does that mean? So this is kind of the first. So he says, keep your emotions in check. We understand what that means in like an argument. Take a measured account of the situation. This is where we get into a little bit of the military talk. Like, what do you mean? How do you take a measured account of the situation when you and your wife are fighting? You do exactly that. You step back, you detach. You say, okay, what all has happened today? Um, what all could be causing this argument? Um, what did she just say again? I know I thought I heard what she said. What did she really say? Um, what else could be causing her to be upset? Um, that kind of taking a step back. It says, keep your opinions to yourself as you analyze logically what is happening. Um, yeah, if your wife starts saying something you don't agree with, then you just kind of you say, yeah, you know, start asking more questions. Don't immediately give your opinion. Well, I think that's kind of stupid, you know, or, well, I think that's, that's silly. I don't think we should do that. Before you say anything, don't say, oh, I don't think we should do that. Your wife wants to go to Walmart before you go grocery shopping. Uh, it doesn't matter that you've got to get home and cook. Uh, you want, you need to see why she needs to go to Walmart. Maybe there's something that you don't realize. So you don't just immediately say, yeah, I don't think we should do that. Guilty as charged, but yes. Um, that's what that looks like. Now, remember that, remember that anything you might say at the moment is based on incomplete and likely inaccurate information. Yes. Um, especially, I, I don't want to harp on my wife here, but especially my wife. <laughs> um, love her, but she is the worst at coming to me with a question or with a frustration, and she's only given me about half the information that I need to know. And to be fair, she doesn't always know what I need to know to solve a problem. Um, because I could be looking at, I'm well, I'm definitely looking at it from a different perspective. So it's not always her fault, but this is, and I don't know if it's just because I do it differently now after reading Jocko, or if it's something intrinsic in our relationship, but um, 99% of the time, she knows that I'm going to have, going to have follow-up questions about her, about her thing that she's got going on that she needs help with me. It's like, she knows that I'm going to assume that the information that she's given me is fairly incomplete or at least dig for more. Um, and you should assume that the information you're given is incomplete and you should dig for more. Um, when I say dig for more, that sounds, that, that sounds like it's in a negative context. What I mean is she comes home and says that, oh yeah, my, uh, my car is, is, uh, how, how do I even come up with this? Um, come up with some sort of analogy. Um, she comes to you and she's upset because, wow, I can't even think, uh, she's, she's, dude, I can't think at all. Um, how do I put this? I'll skip over it. Uh, we don't need an analogy. Uh, I ask more questions, ask more questions about why she's upset. How did work go today? Uh, you know, has, uh, this person caused any other issues? Like what, what did she do yesterday? Why are you so angry with this person? Oh, you're angry with me. Um, don't immediately assume that it's something else, but is there anything else that I could have done? Um, how would you like me to do the thing that you're angry at me for? Whatever it might be. Ask more questions. Sorry, I'm I'm stumbling. Um, allow for the situation to unfold and for a more solid picture to appear before you speak. Yeah, very true. Uh, this is not to say that there aren't some times when a quick... A uh, decision needs to be made, but even in those cases, a pause must be taken to ensure you know what is really happening. Even in a gunfight after the shooting starts, you have to further assess what is happening. Um, so immediately, 
he's bringing you into this military scene and you can go to that military scene if you'd like to in some places you know it's necessary because he's about to start talking talking about the north and no cover uh but when i read that even in a gunfight after the shooting starts you have to further assess what is happening what i picture there is uh you know i say uh yeah i've got to go i've got to go to the gym today and then the cabinet slams and she stomps off <laughs> okay whatever stomps off okay the gunfight has started shots have been fired okay now you're like why is she upset um and then maybe you know you gotta you you hang out a little bit more and then you're like yeah i've got to do some work later today <laughs> whatever okay uh, or you ask her what are your plans today well i don't know whatever you know what what all <laughs> this is one uh what's on your list today everything everything i have to do everything gunfight has started to me that's the start of an argument and emotions are already high that's the gunfight that's what i picture when he talks about the gunfight if you are being shot at from the north you obviously need your team to begin returning fire to the north but you can't immediately commit your forces to maneuvering on the enemy to the north what does that mean to me um let's see i'll use my my gym analogy i've got to go to the gym today uh she goes, well, I just don't understand why you, you've been six days in a row. I don't understand why you have to go today. Okay, well, there's obviously something to do with the gym here. The gym is not, she doesn't like the fact that you're going to the gym. Okay, um, maybe even you could say that, you know, the fire from the north is that she feels like she's not getting to spend enough time with you. It's already pretty evident um, by the way that she's asking, acting from the gym. But, but you need to make sure that there is not something else going on, okay? Maybe uh, she has a bunch of chores that she has to do, and she feels like not only does she want to spend time with you, but while you're at the gym, she's not going to be able to get ready for the date that you're going to go on later, whatever it might be. She's going to have to do chores. Okay, when he talks about um, you can't commit all of your forces up there, if you go in hard on the gym thing, well, what, what do you mean I can't go to the gym? You know I need to keep my body, you know, right? Um, you know, I have to stay committed. You could go all in on the gym, on the gym, and a lot of people do. Why do you always have a problem with me going to the gym? Whatever it is. He's saying you can't do that because you might miss this enemy to the south. And and let's say that you handle this. You let's say that you handle this whole gym thing, and that you finally get it figured out. She's like, okay, you can go to the gym. Well, it's still not going to deal with the fact that there's a chore that she has to do that she either doesn't want to do or. She doesn't think she has time to do. Maybe she's a little overworked, whatever it might be. That enemy to the south, it may not get you today, uh, but it may get you further on down the road because you haven't addressed it. You went all in on this on this from the north. You caused a big scene, um, and you, you put all your forces towards the north. You didn't address any other of her concerns, and so now um, those other concerns will bite you in the end. And I would even reckon that it's maybe when you committed typically the first thing uh, like he says is inaccurate information typically it's not the fact that you're you're going to the gym it's probably something a little bit more egregious maybe the fact that she thinks you're being lazy and not doing enough chores it's not even the gym she's she's in full support of you going to the gym she she wants you to go to the gym because it makes you look good it makes you feel good it makes you strong okay she wants you to go to the gym it's it's less about the gym it's more about where your time is being spent and why it's not being spent doing chores that would help her out um so those are the forces and i see i see this a lot i see this a lot with guys that they think of the gym like the first thing that comes up it's the gym 
So they attack the, the gym forces and they finally get that figured out. They still have not even approached the problem at all. And so what happens is next time it's, it's more of the gym or next time it's when they hang out with their buddies. Okay. And well, what do you mean you're going to go over to, to Scott and Harrison's and hang out? Well, um, what's, what's the problem with that? You know, I haven't been there in forever. Um, the problem, and you're going to, you're going to fight about spending time with the boys. Okay. And she may not even, it may not even click to her that it's less about you going and hanging out with the boys and not spending time with her. And it's more about the chores that you haven't done. She may not even realize that. Okay. Many a time I have caught myself and my wife angry about something, uh, and taking it out on this topic when it's actually about something else. Okay. The forces to the South may be attacking you both. This is why you can't commit everything to the North. You're going to lose a lot of number one. You're going to lose a lot of leadership capital. If you go in hard on the, on the gym. And if you say things that, you know, well, you well, you don't, you don't go to the gym at all. Like at least I care about myself, whatever it might be like just the most egregious thing that you could say, um, in the moment that I've heard other people say, um, whatever, whatever it might be, if you commit all of your, all of your forces to the North and you start wasting leadership capital, um, and you miss all of the forces from the South, it will come back to bite you. And that's what Jock, exactly what Jocko talks about. And I think I've given you a pretty good, pretty good explanation of how I interpret some of this military business speak. Uh, now, when he gets down to like the business situation, he talks about projects and that hits me. I mean, that's where I immediately think about work. Um, immediately, I'm like, oh, you mean that you shouldn't throw a toddler tantrum when the first time you, you find something that is going wrong? Excellent. Um, honestly, uh, whenever I, I I promised you guys, uh, I know this isn't a business, this is about marriage and I'll get back there, but I promise you guys when I own my own company, uh, employee, uh, employment will come with a copy of leadership strategy and tactics and every employee will read it. I, I am, I am not joking. If you want to do work for me, you will read this book. Um, and, and there will be an assignment on it. It, It will be required. Uh, anyway, moving the business stuff. Like I said, it always hits me hard. I relate the business stuff to the business, but um, hopefully I've given you kind of a picture of how I read, how I read these books in, in the context of marriage, firefight, argument, forces to the North, the first point she brings up, forces to the South, the actual problem. Okay. You need to ask questions. Where is this other anger coming from? A lot of times for me, the moment that I know something is, again, I've said this before, but when you get any sort of indication, like she can't really be that petty about something. Like I know my wife and the argument that she's making here seems incredibly petty. I know my wife is not that petty. Like I I know she's not that mean, uh, you know, or I know she's not, um, uh, you know, that rigid or what, whatever it might be. Like again, the gym thing, like I know she doesn't have a problem with me going to the gym. I know she doesn't. What else is going on here? What else is going on here? Give your wife the credit of knowing that maybe she's not like that. If you get if you get a feeling of like, is she really is she really going to say that right now? Like, is she give her give her the benefit of the doubt and look for something else? For me, that's the first trigger. Is well, I know she's not. You know, <sighs> again, it sounds bad. I don't know. I don't know a way to make it sound good. But in my head, if it's like. I know she's not that ignorant or 
I, you know, I know, I know she's smarter than that. So ask more questions. You probably don't understand the actual problem going on. If the problem that she's bringing up seems like it's not warranting the amount of anger that is coming out or the amount of, of frustration, that's your first indication that something has gone wrong. And again, I know, I, I know I don't say it well, but it's such an important point because how many times do you hear guys explain it away as that, oh, they're just women? You know, like, I don't know, and fucking women, you know, like, uh, she's mad about the, you know, she's mad about, um, something again, you know, you know, this, you know, you know, women, no, no, no. Give your wife the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Give her the benefit of the doubt. She's not dumb. She's not stupid. She's not mean. Okay. She's not ignorant. Uh, now there may be a hint of some of that stuff in about everybody. Uh, and you may have to work some of that out. Maybe your wife is a little bit mean. Okay. Um, the vast majority of people, probably not the case. And there's probably something else there. If it, if it's not, if it doesn't warrant it, I know there's a lot of other, a lot of external, external conditions there. There are some people that bring up fights just to bring up fights. Uh, but for me, the first indicator is when I'm like, I know she's not that dumb or I know she's not that mean. I, I know she's not that, um, that petty. Okay. Uh, that's my first indicator that I am missing something. And nine times out of 10, I've missed something. Okay. When I say, I know she's not that X, Y, Z, there's something else that does warrant that amount of anger that I have missed. Okay. It's not the fact that I'm going to the gym. It's the fact that all of my laundry might be laying on the floor and she's about to have to go in there and pick it up again. Okay. That's something worth being angry about. Going to the gym is not worth being angry about. Okay. It's not that my wife is ignorant or mean about me going to the gym. It's that there's something else. And I see guys all the time explain it away as I'm women, fucking women. You know how it is. No, I don't know how it is. Actually, because every time, every time that I've taken that approach, it's always come back to bite me with something that she actually has that I actually have to take ownership of. And it's come back every time that I haven't said, Oh, women, uh, every time that I haven't just said that and I've investigated more, there's always been something else behind it. So that's kind of my tip. Uh, this is a little bit more on detachment, but the overreacting helps as well. Um, for me, I'm very bad about overreacting kind of emotionally when my wife is upset. Um, I get very frustrated, uh, because we have, let me put it this way. Uh, we have very few of those like high octane arguments. Um, those very intense arguments. We don't have that, uh, very often. And so when we do get there, uh, it's a little overwhelming for me. Um, when she is kind of that level of upset or when she does get really irritated, I also get really irritated. I, I feed off of her emotions really bad. And it's not, it's not good. Um, it, it doesn't ever help. And I always, always, always bring it back to, I know she, you know, I know she's not that, uh, you know, whatever. I know she's not that person, the person that I'm making up in my head that I'm, I'm making arguments, formulating arguments against. I know she's not that person. And I know that there's something I've probably missed. And so I'll go back and I'll be like, Hey, can we, can we fix this? Can we solve this? Like right now? Can we, 
and we figure out what's going on and typically we do and typically it's nothing that either of us has done or there's a, a an external something or other that we've got to figure out with somebody else whatever it might be it always it always helps me not to overreact and if you want more on this um there's an episode called cold showers saved my marriage i'll look it up real quick uh that i talked about it was probably a really quick one as well um but i know i talked a little bit more about uh how i've calmed down and not overreacting let's see um uh oh yeah cold showers will save your marriage episode one flesh episode 15 so Anyway, guys, I think that's all I've got for you today. Don't overreact. Uh, read leadership strategy and tactics in the in the context of marriage, just like I taught you just now. Um, there's there's so much gold in that book if you actually ap- apply it. Uh, don't overreact in your marriage. If, if you're if you find yourself thinking, "Oh, fucking women," stop. Step back. Ask why she's upset. Find the actual problem solve the actual problem with her help her solve the actual problem and then move forward with the solution and do it over and over and over again okay i promise that uh as much (laughs) as as many uh woman jokes as i make uh maybe they shouldn't drive or vote or things like that um they are not just dumb creatures okay that's not what they are Uh, they are the givers of life Um, they are the nurturers of our race uh, they are stronger in many, many ways. They do all the things that man cannot do, okay? Uh, maybe not drive, okay? Maybe not vote correctly, but is what it is. Uh, but no, for real, guys, it, don't ever just, oh, women, uh, and don't overreact. Uh, that's 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 really the point, but I think I kind of found a better point of don't shake it off. Um, dive into the problem and actually figure out the problem and give your wife more credit. Uh, don't just brush it off. There's something that you're missing. I guarantee it. And don't overreact when those things, the, the overreacting part uh, allows you to do what I'm talking about now. Don't overreact um, because then you lose your head to be able to step back. Then you are just saying, man, women, you know, like just just fighting it and just angry. Can't believe, you know, you always do this or you always do that. Um, don't do that. Step back, assess the situation. Uh, find the whole picture, catch those forces from the South that are going to ambush you 10, 15 years later in your marriage uh, and possibly cause a divorce. Don't let those those forces from the South get you and uh, try to find the whole picture. That's all I've got for you guys. Tune in this Sunday to the Purpose Podcast. I told you we would have a guest. I lied to you. Uh, we're not going to have a guest on, but I do have one scheduled. This guy, he seems like we're going to actually get it done this time. Um the week after that, hopefully we'll have a guest. I promise. I promise I'm trying. I'm reaching out again, getting back out there, trying to find some guests. So uh, I'll holler at you guys later. Thanks.